We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. to inform and engage the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome, my friends, to the Texas Power Hour with Pastor Carolyn Sism and friends. This radio show is an outreach ministry of Eastgate Ministries in Katy, Texas. Experience the power, experience the glory with Pastor Carolyn Sism. Check out her website at www.eastgateministries.com. Which must be listened to and obeyed. 
okay? To publish, proclaim openly. Something which had been done. Still give you the interpretation. Now y'all know through years we make a joke about, about the people call me all different things and I'm told everyone that I'm a preacher. Well, I, I have, okay, that's an authority. If God tells you to preach something, he put the authority of a preacher on you and he has given you the authority to proclaim what heaven is saying and what he is saying. Amen. And to declare it. Yes. Yeah, are we going somewhere here? Yes. A commission to preach a certain message is to do so in the authority of the one who gave the message. That means, now this is Carolyn talking to herself to God again, that I've overcome at least at some level the love of money, which is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after they have erred from the faith if she moves, and pierced the themselves through with many sorrows. Or he wouldn't be asking me to preach on money, right? right. Or he didn't ask me. He told me. I just had to get my get myself up here to what it is. And maybe I'll learn something as I go along, because usually I get something while I'm preaching. Okay, so I went back to May the 1st, 2011. I posted a dream I had. If you're around here, you know I've been preaching on dreams ever since you met me. Okay, in it, the Lord commissioned me to speak and declare prosperity and financial blessings to his people. Do y'all remember that season when I was declaring this? It was in 2011. A lot of y'all were here. Okay, as I, this is from, uh, from 2011, I wrote this. As I have studied the scriptures for more understanding, it is clear that throughout the Holy Bible, the Lord has spoken to his prophets to either declare prosperity or to pronounce judgments that they would not prosper because of their sins, pride, disobedience, forgetting the Lord in the time of their prosperity. Have you ever had God prosper you and you got so enjoying your prosperity that you forgot God in the midst of your prosperity? Still quoting from 2011 here. By the Lord commissioning this anointing slash authority, then my understanding would be that an angel has been released to minister this. So I began searching scriptures. Genesis 24, 40. And he said unto me, the Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with you and prosper your life. So at that time in 2011, I asked the Lord to send his angel of prosperity, okay, to minister beside me as I declared this message to, at that time to wherever God told me. And I still do that because he told me that wherever I went, if I go into a place, I declare the prosperity of God. Because that's what he told me to do. So I have continued to do that wherever I go because I, I figure I was set the commission. So last night as I was putting this together, I asked the Lord, could it be an angel of authority over money has been sent to preach this message? So I asked the Lord to please send that angel. And, you know, I take all the help I get. <laughs> Church, we need to take authority over money. I want y'all to take authority over the devil is in the stock market right now having to do with healing. Yes. Now, this is one of the things I want y'all to take authority over at the end of this message, okay? You have the authority. Of, okay, I'm, I'm going to get ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. January the 13th, 2013, I preached. And I, I'm quoting from my message then. Several times over the year, I heard from the Lord, Carolyn, I'm bringing you into a greater level of my prosperity. Now, I certainly did not know what that prosperity was going to look like. 
But you see, God has levels of prosperity. Are you going to tell me that? Have you been in different levels of God's prosperity in your lifetime? He has different levels in the realm of the Spirit for all that He has. But I knew whatever that meant, it was going to be a good thing. At the Tuesday morning Bible study in January 2013, I was teaching in the book of Revelation. And I suddenly began to prophesy that the Lord was bringing his remnant into a greater level of prosperity. That is scriptural, Zechariah 8.12. For the seed shall be prosperous. The vine shall give her fruit. And the ground shall give her increase. And the heavens shall give their due. And I will cause the remnant of this people to possess Always. Don't get the anointing on that? Amen. So each time, and I heard this more than once, I heard in my spirit that I was going into a greater level of prosperity. I would begin to experience new levels of prosperity in different areas in my life. I'm going to list them up. And I want you to do a checklist and see if you're there. Now, this is not a competition. This is not a spiritual test. It's for you. And you may be even a higher level. Praise God. I hope you are at a higher level. Okay. Financial worry or concerns were no longer relevant to my thought process. Peace concerning my future and present financial security is no longer part of my process. thought process. Peace concerning the support of the church and our special needs. No indebtedness. Seeing my children and church family prosper financially, emotionally, and spiritually. Walking in a place of wherever there was financial need, it was met when the need presented itself. Good health. My clothes and shoes never wear out. My hands are always full with blessings for others. My bank account is never empty. The church's bank account is never empty. Doors of favor, doors of favor continue to open with goodness and goodwill. My enemies are at peace with me, and I don't even know who my enemies are. If they're my enemies, whatever they've said and doing, it doesn't come near me. Goodness and mercy follow me wherever I go. There's nothing I have need of. I am happy and content in who I am in Christ Jesus. That's prosperity, folks. That's prosperity. It's not money or the increase in our wealth that makes us evil. God wants to give us wealth. It's what we love and lust after that makes us evil. I can testify to you that I've had to overcome most of the demons which attach themselves to the love of money. Amen. And I was talking about this a little bit Wednesday night, trying to work myself up to what I was going to be preaching today. So I, 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 the Wednesday night group, as you know, they're a strong group of intercessors and strong prayer warriors. So I said to them, y'all never had to overcome these things. <laughs> Selfishness, spirit of acquiring, greed, spirit of poverty, covetousness, hoarding, stinginess, fear, insecurity. Anyone else got something else you want to add to that? <laughs> Christian walk. The Lord also spoke to me many years ago, and you've heard this many times, that if I watch movies that profane the name of God, I would come into financial tribulation. Now, I'm thinking that the reason he wants me to hold that line is because no one, if he needs someone on planet Earth to be holding that line right now. Amen. It is a discipline. It's 
especially in these days, you could just be sitting there watching what you think is a really nice television show. And all at once they say, oh my God. Well, they're not worshiping him. They're using his name in vain. I used to like NCIS Los Angeles because they kept it clean. Not anymore. They, I was watching an old one and they said, oh my gosh. I watched one of their new ones and they just drop, oh my God, just like it was dropping popcorn. Yeah. They, they put it in there intentionally. Thankfully, thank you Lord for his grace. I've been a Christian and been in church most of my life. And when I face financial trials of my faith, and I have had been many, I dutifully applied the word of God and acted on that word. But it took an act of obedience, and it took an act of faith. And I'm still overcoming, you see, whatever it is that Satan just threw at me. The seasons I was out of the church was when I had the hardest times overcoming my fears and my insecurities and my financial challenges. The financial challenges of raising a family. What about the financial challenges of pastoring a church? People want to go into pastoring a church because they think that you, people are going to give you money. Yeah, well, you're going to have to support something with that money. <laughs> I'm talking about a church, ministers and ministries, equipment, whatever it is, a building, if you've got a big old building. And then the years of caring for Don, you're going to be okay. Not one single bill was left unpaid. Yeah. And the present challenge of caring for my mother have all been supplied. Not one debt. Amen. Not one thing owed. Amen. The gift of faith, the gift of miracles. Amen. I'm just talking to you here because I'm trying to figure out what God's telling us, okay? Philippians <laughs> 4 19. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. It may be that gift of faith, the gift of wisdom are my authorities, what I leaned on. My faith and what God said in His Word. As through this walk. Hebrews 11 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So if you can see it, you don't have to have faith. You have to have faith in what you can't see and what God has said He will do. So don't come to me and say, oh, well, with me, I don't have this and I don't have this and I don't have this. Well, I'm going to pray for you in faith of what God said he's going to do, not what you have. But that's the way I've survived. Now, the majority of this congregation tithes. Tithing is a measuring stick of our faith in God and our Christian maturity. Right? Right. It's also a measuring stick of our lives. You're going to give to what you love. Yes. Oh, you are delighted to give to that which you love. Yes. So if you love God, you're going to delight to give to God. If you love God, or if you're giving to get, or if you're giving because you're out of fear. Come on. Okay. Having a giving and generous heart is a measuring stick of the love of God and our delight to be an instrument to be used by the Lord for blessing. Amen. Of where our heart is. The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. Attitude toward giving in our heart is the difference in begrudging and generosity. Do you begrudge the blessing of your of another person? Do you begrudge the prosperity of another person? Do you begrudge another person receiving blessing that you wish you had received? I'd say you need to check your attitude. Amen. 
Check your attitude. Okay, if you're coveting someone else's blessing, you got attitude. And you and you got to pray and get your heart right with God. Now, I listed all those things that I've had to overcome, and still, as the time goes by, I'm sure I'll get all the challenges I'll ever need. But as I was preparing for this sermon, I read Mark Gorman's book, God's Plan for Prosperity. Yes, amen. Y'all have read it. That's a good one. Yeah, okay. Um, Brother Gorman was recently a guest speaker here, and several of you read his book. And I received testimonies from several of you as well that you, uh, your faith was lifted up in you and you made, you made deposits based on how God speaking to you in that book. Then I want some testimonies of how God blessed you through that. So, Okay, but what he has done is he's presented God's plan for our prosperity from the word of God and our obedience to God. I'm quoting from him now. Most people who love money don't have any. <laughs> Why? Because God can't trust them with it. They love it too much. Conversely, there are many people who have money but don't love it. I worked in banking. I saw this firsthand. You've heard me talk about that before. I've seen the man that just got his paycheck and that's all he had in his pocket. And he walked in that door and he was a rich man. Just got his weekly paycheck. I've seen men walk in there and have hundreds of thousand dollars in that bank and they walk in and they were a poor man. In their, in their spirit, man. But they have proven to God that they love him more than they love money. Amen. For that reason, he not only trusts them with money, but he makes sure they have plenty. Yeah. Because you know what they're going to do with it if they have plenty? They're going to spread it around and they're going to bless God's people. Yeah. They will become a blessing. You will become a blessing on the earth. And, you know, I was talking early how God delights to see us have faith and courage and walk out on something that looks like the impossible. When we're giving out God's money where he wants it to go, don't you think, let me hurry up and give her some more money? Because she's placing it where I want it placed. She's blessing those that I want blessed, or he. Don't you want God running to give you money? Yeah. You can, you'll never outgive God. This is another principle that I've learned. Amen. No matter how much I give, I will never outgive God because when I give over, even over what I should give, then God's going to have to run me down Amen. to give me some money and I've had him do it. Now, y'all think I'm rich. Y'all know I'm not. I'm part of the world standards. I tell you I'm rich. Amen. Amen. I'm rich according to heaven's standards. Amen. My standards. I'm a rich woman. <coughs> okay. Amen. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 through 12. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. If you're getting something under compulsion uh, that someone's making you do it, I'm afraid you're going to lose your blessing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For God loves a cheerful giver. Mm -hmm. It's all about the heart. It's all about the attitude. And once you get it, then you don't try to control it. Amen. Or you don't have strings attached to it. Amen. I'll give this to you, but, I, but, but. No, God loves a cheerful giver. I'm going to get everything here, but God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Yes. Why do you have money? To abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. 
their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed yes. and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Amen. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but it's also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. 2 Corinthians 9.10 says that we will be made rich in every way so we can be generous. Oh, I know some generous folks in here. Y'all go, go, like, you know when your kids come? Do y'all do this? My kids got on today, so they don't need my stuff and they tell me. But if I give them something and they like it in my house, I run around to try to find something else to give to them. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Mother, I, you know, I don't need that. <laughs> don't you know that God is like that? <laughs> when you have a heart of thanksgiving to God and you thank Him for giving you something, He's going to run and see how quick He can give you something else. If you have a heart like that as a parent, God has a heart like that toward us. Amen. He just wants us to be thankful people. He just wants us to have a generous heart. If you give everything away, you will cease to be rich. And we'll no longer have the means to be generous. So God didn't tell you to give everything. What? That is some kind of religious spirit. That's a religious devil from the pit of hell. Paul states that God gives the sower two things. Seed to sow and bread for food. Every time God gives you something, it will consist both of these. Seed to sow and bread for food. You shouldn't eat it all and you shouldn't sow it all. Eat the bread and sow the seed. Amen. When you plant a peach seed, it will produce a tree, which will then yield fruit. Many peaches will result from the one seed. Say seed, y'all. Seeds. This harvest not only gives you a generous supply of seeds to sow, because you got a peach tree with a whole bunch of peaches on it now, with a whole bunch of seed, but it also produces an abundant return of bread for food. God has created a reward system. So these books that we've been studying on heaven, where people have been taken to heaven, there's a reward room in heaven. Which blesses the person who has a generous heart. He does not intend for us to feel obligated to give away the bounty which he has rewarded our generosity. Don't give under obligation. You give out a generous giving heart. Nor does he want us to feel guilty for enjoying the benefits of our harvest. Amen. You are to enjoy. I said, God has blessed you being in this room. I know your blessings. Yes. God has blessed you abundantly above all you could hope or think when you begin this walk with him. You have this abundant blessing. And do you think you're supposed to say, Oh, I just got to suffer for the Lord. I'm not supposed to be enjoying all of this blessing that God has given me. Because uh, if I do start enjoying it, He might take it. Do you think that's God? And the no. religious spirit beating up on you. Amen. Genesis 8:22. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest will never cease. This is one of God's laws, which is sealed by the seals of creation. When we cooperate with his laws, they work to our advantage, and in result, we are blessed. I often tell our church in harvest time, what did you sow? Heard me say that more than once. If it's harvest time, what did you sow? Were you sleeping during harvest, or did you sleep? because you didn't sow anything and you weren't expecting you didn't in return. Whatever you have sown will be what you reap. If you sow money, time, love, peace, joy, goodness, mercy, thankfulness, then you're going to reap the same. But if you sow hungriness, 
First fruits is actually the first taste of any increase you receive, whether it is a raise, a bonus, or any other additional source of income. <laughs> Historically, the first yield of your crops and the firstborn of your herds, and I gave him my firstborn. Then he asked me for my second one. And flocks are all considered first fruits, and therefore holy unto the Lord. Proverbs 3, 9 through 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled through overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. I've been in your houses. Your houses are overflowing yes. with blessings. Some of you have storage. Sure. <laughs> and your houses would not hold all the blessings that God has given you. So you went in storage rooms to put all your blessings in. I'm preaching good. <laughs> you have been in storage rooms to put all your blessings in because your house and barns you have at your place and your storage shed that will hold out your blessings. Alms <laughs> is our sympathy. The third type of giving taught in the Bible. By definition, this means generosity that is motivated by compassion or sympathy towards the poor. Of the four types of giving in the Bible, alms is the only one which is not given to God but to man. Keep in mind, God is not poor. And we do not need to feel sorry for God. Amen. And he does. He's not looking for our sympathy. Mm -hmm. Yes, amen. Therefore, we do not give alms to God, all these people. The Bible cautions us to maintain a level of secrecy regarding the giving of alms. Amen. Matthew 6, 1 through 4. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. Amen. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 14, 21. It is a sin to despise one's neighbors. Blessed are those who help the poor. When God says in the words, I'll get to there in just a minute. When you give alms, God says he will repay you because you are loaning for God. You're giving for God, the yeah. poor. Yeah. Now, it, this doesn't say that you're going to have an increase over giving alms. He says he will repay you. Yeah. That means whatever you give to the poor, you can expect God's going to give that back to you. It's written. Yeah. But it's not multiplied. But it's not multiplied. It's returned to you. It's the word of God. Okay, now let's talk about C, the fourth one. This, is, this equals faith. The fourth type of giving taught in the Bible is seed. You say, well, my tithe is seed. No. Your tithe belongs to God in the first place. Apostle Gorman chairs a time in his life when he was going through a financial crisis. He was tithing. In prayer, the Lord spoke to him. He prayed. You know, he's asking God, Lord, what is, I'm, I'm tired of it. What is it I'm doing? Why, why, am I not, why am I in this financial crisis? When I was putting this together, I haven't told him this shit. But um, I believe when I was reading through that book yesterday, I believe he's an apostle. But I really believe he's an apostle of finance. You know, if you're an apostle, you're an apostle of something. I really think he's a possible finance. That's the reason why God challenged him to go to this other level that God challenged him to. Okay, he says, the tithe is not seed. And seed planting starts at 11% after the tithe. The 1% over the tithe is seed. And he said, Lord, what do you tell him? I'm just telling you what God wants to say. The word. Now the Bible speaks to us in this type of giving is offerings. 
We know there's our tithes and our offerings, okay? Our offerings are above our tithes. Of the four types of giving taught in the Bible, this is the only one which involves giving money to God. The tithe goes into the storehouse, into the church to support the works of the ministry, okay? The tithe is the Lord's. It's already his property before you give it to him. First fruits belong to him. Alms is voluntary on our part, but we're not giving it to him. And when we plant financial seed, you're offering God something that is ours. You see, that 1% is yours. Get rid of the welfare mentality, which causes people to think that God owes them a financial blessing just because they have a need. God gives seed to the sower. He doesn't say that he gives seed to the needy, to the poor, the widow, the orphan, or even the righteous. He gives seed to the sower. Why? Because he doesn't want the seed to be wasted. He knows that only a sower could, would use the seed properly. If we want God to put seed into our hand, we must develop the heart of a sower. We become a sower in our heart because we ever sow with our hand. God says he will reward the tither by doing two things. He will open the windows of heaven to pour out a blessing, which is more than you can hold, and he will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Let me tell you, the devourer comes not only after your money, it comes after your family. Yeah, yeah. It comes to kill, steal, and destroy. For the getting of first fruits, the reward, reward is that your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. The reward for giving alms is Proverbs 19:17. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord and he will pay back what he has given. So when you give to the poor, you're just a lending source of helping God. Yes. But you, God's already in covenant with you. He's already sealed it in His Word. Whatever you give to the poor, He will give back. Recently, we had a lady come in here to our church, and I, I knew her, and we gave her about a great blessing. And I had a little kickback on that, given to people that we don't even know. God didn't tell me it. He sent it to me and better help Amen. Now, I don't let people take advantage of you or me. Amen. No, you do not. <laughs> I watched that pretty close. That he who has pity on the poor lives to the Lord. See, that's making a judgment of who what poor person deserves. If you have any alms today, I'd, I'd ask you to give it to my sister Cheryl McCoy for her what she's going on. Now, don't give it a seed. Give it a alms. Because she's going on a new journey. Matter of fact, I think I'll just sow an alms. Right now, to my sister. Because she's going on and she's been doing this by faith. And I'm going to give an alms. Well, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're not we're supposed to do this, so people don't spot me, so people don't see what we're doing. But I'm um, making a, so you quietly give it to her so people won't see what you're doing. Jackie, I didn't see that. <laughs> uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't see that either. Thank you. Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, Al Bonnie's coming up here with his offering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Bonnie. <laughs> 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 hey, you know what? I'm preaching. You know something? You guys come up. This is for alms? Yes, okay, that's for alms. Okay. You see, he gave it to me Yeah, but you give this to her. Uh, yeah, but you go ahead and 
can't give that to her. There's some more alms. Right, go ahead. You guys are seeing what we're doing around here. We're giving out alms. <laughs> now, this is going to come back to you. But that's not seen.
faith people, the uh, denominational people, they all carry a river. Okay, there are many rivers of healing in the Bible. There are many rivers of prosperity. I want all of them flowing, not only, I want them flowing spiritually through me. So that when I declare it, the blessing is released upon the earth. Couple of scriptures here on close. Believe in the Lord your God, so you shall be established. Believe in his prophets, so shall you prosper. Why would he say to believe the prophets and you shall prosper? Because he has given the prophets the authority to declare and for and, and, and declare the prosperity into your life. Amen. He gave that, I just read it. He gave that authority to the prophets. in the word of God. Deuteronomy 8.18 Remember the Lord your God for it is he that gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he said to your fathers as it is this day. Mm -hmm. Psalm 112.1-3 Praise you the Lord. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord, that delights greatly in his commandment. His seed shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Talking about your children. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Ecclesiastes 7.12 For wisdom is a defense, and money is a defense. That the excellency of knowledge is that wisdom gives life to them that have it. Hello, Brian. Are you a writer? Or do you have a story to tell and maybe you need a little help with your writing? Well, go to Treehouse Publishers today. We can help you achieve your dream. Dreams come true in our house. Do you have a book just waiting in your spirit to come out and share with the world? Well, Treehouse Publishers will help you to achieve your dream. Write that book today. Sell your book in London, in Africa, and many other countries. Let your tree bear much fruit with Treehouse today. Go to www.gotreehouse.org.